Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> wow, this is a great uh, big episode today. Welcome to Off the Record with Migs. And Cheska. And of course, we are still riding this insane high from what the Filipinas have achieved in the 2022 AFC Women's Asian Cup. And Migs, you know, you know that this is near and dear to my heart. So I am so excited for today's episode. Right, so introducing to you guys, wag na natin patagalin to. Introducing to you guys, members of the Filipinas of the Philippine Women's National Football Team, Jessica Miklat, Quinley Quezada, and Dominique Randall. Girls, welcome to Off the Record, and thank you so much. Congratulations! 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 <laughs> All right, of course. Like I, I just have to ask. It's been, it's been what a week since you guys uh, ended your stint in the WAC. Has everything settled? Has the magnitude of what you guys accomplished settled already? Or is it still one of those phases where it's a little shocking? Or are you in disbelief? Or are you just exhausted from the media tours? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's hit all of us at different moments and times. I think it's something that we've all been wanting and we work so hard for. I think even the night of, we were kind of just on like cloud nine. And then the, the best part about it was we still had games to play. So it's like you were on cloud nine and you had to refocus on the next mission. I think now is the, at least for me, it's each day you kind of wake up and you're like, I'm going to the world cup. Okay. And I think we're all kind of in this mindset now of like, what are we going to do for the next 18 months to be ready? So I think we're still, some of us are still feeling it's still hitting us, but I know a lot of us are trying to figure out, okay, what are we going to do for the next tournament? What are we going to do to train? How are we getting to that next stage? I think everything just happened so quickly that we're like, we're, we're getting ready. Now it's, a whole new mission and a whole new challenge for us that we're super excited about. And I think it's just important that with every day, we are just super thankful and super humble to be in the position that we are and just take it a day at a time and, you know, get ready for 2023. Right. So just for context for our listeners, uh, of course, uh, you know, in the news that uh, Filipinas made it to the world cup after beating Chinese Taipei, in their quarterfinal match and, you know, momentous achievements. Uh, first Philippine football team to actually make it to the World Cup. Uh, when you hear the world's World Cup, Jessica, uh, can you describe the impact of that? I think just touching on what Dom said, it's cloud nine. It's a dream. It's something that a lot of us have dreamed of going to when we are younger soccer players. And um, it's just, it's a pressure, but it's a good kind of pressure um, because now we have a lot to look forward to and um, help younger generations look forward to as well and watch us grow and uh, as individuals and as a team grow together. So it's just, those two words are just nice to hear, obviously, and still very surreal for us. 
but um, something to definitely look forward to and work towards um, the bigger picture of Philippine women's national team and soccer as a whole. Right, and of course, Quinley, I'm sure you've told this story over and over and over again uh, because of your Instagram post where you mentioned that you tested positive for COVID after playing against Thailand. You isolated for seven days. You missed the rest of the group stage. And your first game back on the pitch since uh, your test came up positive was against Chinese Taipei. And it was the goal that made millions of Filipinos scream at the same time. And yet there you are just making sure that you did the job that you were supposed to do after missing out on a couple games with your team. Um, can you talk to us about that mental journey? Because physically, you've trained, you've prepared, uh, you've practiced with your team, but in terms of overcoming that mental hurdle that maybe you were supposed to be there with your team, but you couldn't because you got sick, and then making sure that you made an impact the second that you set foot on the pitch once again with your team. Can you talk about that with us? Yeah, mentally, you know, initially when I first found out I tested positive, I was a wreck, to be honest, uh, just because, you know, I was alone in my room knowing that I had to isolate for seven days. So yes, in the beginning, it was rough, but you know, I had to gain perspective thinking like, you know, this isn't the end of the world, you know, it's, it's okay. And so I think I just had to get my mindset out of like a selfish mindset, just thinking about myself, you know, obviously I wanted to be with the team, but and at that point I just had to be like, okay, it's not all about you, you know, it's about the team. So at that point I just had to relax and think of how I can support the team, even if I'm in my hotel room isolating. And so, yeah, that's why I joke about me coming out of quarantine in that first game saying, you know, I missed those two games. I had, I had to make it up to them, to the team somehow. Um, but no, honestly, my goal was a team goal. Obviously, they've been so supportive of me when I was in isolation. So I think that really helped me come out and play the best that I can. Uh, Kinley, when you made that goal, everybody was like, everybody was, you know, a buzz on Twitter. But eventually we, we, we know how that game played out. Um, but it's not only about that match, right? And when you look at the box scores, at least, when you want to go kind of historic a bit about the tournament, 1-0 against Thailand, against Australia, uh, the Filipinas lost against Australia, and then eventually bouncing back against Indonesia. But Dom, I want to ask you particularly about that loss uh, to Australia. Of course, you want to bounce back, but what was it like in the dugout, in the locker room uh, that made you want to go back stronger again? I think um, that game had like undertones of it's like number 11 in the world, right? And then you had the buzz about um, Coach Allen used to coaching Australia. So everyone was kind of circling that. Um, we knew it was going to be a test for us. And I think um, it challenged us in a way to see like how good can we actually be? And to be honest, the first 45 minutes, we were pretty proud of the defensive effort. Of course, we made mistakes. Um, one of the good things about this is that's the quality of competition we're going to see in the World Cup. And we know 
what it's going to take and um, what we need to work on, not only as individuals, but as a team. So I think after that game, we're, we were proud, right? I, I think the biggest, um, the biggest thing to take away from those games is can you look at yourself and say, did I do everything I possibly could? Yeah, there's um, some mistakes that were made. I mean, I scored an own goal, <laughs> let's be real. Um, but there are some, there are some good things about it. And the positive point is we have, we have a reference point. And we know that moving forward, that we can only get better from there. Um, I don't think we're intimidated by the big names anymore. I think um, rankings don't really matter to us. Um, at the end of the day, our job is to make sure that if you're going to play us, you're going to have to earn the win. And we're going to make it really, really difficult for you. So I think that gives us a lot of perspective, a lot of um, things that we need to do tactically, physically, technically as individuals and as a team and gives us some benchmarks, um, especially with all the tournaments we're going to have this year to hopefully get to that level and really not only um, compete, but try to get out um, some great results next summer. I have a follow-up question for Dom. I'm glad you brought up the defensive effort because, uh, first of all, every single player on that field did what they were supposed to do in the moments that they were supposed to do it. Um, we've seen some incredible moments um, from each of you on the pitch. And when you bring up the defensive effort, Dom, you're, you're used to contributing to clean sheets. When you were with the Trojans, three straight games, without allowing a goal. It's already ingrained in you. That defensive mentality is already ingrained in you. But is it different, the college environment? When you're playing for a school like USC, the environment, the athletic, uh, su the support that the Trojans get from your school community. And then when you shift over to the national team in the Philippines, what kind of changes to that environment? Is it still the same? Is it still? This is still what I'm supposed to be doing. This is still a defensive play. This is what I've been doing for my entire life. Or did anything change the second you started playing for the national team? I would say there's two different things that you're fighting for, right? So like in college, yes, you're fighting for, uh, there's other games. There's another step or another stage after college, right? So some of it's part of the team aspect, being part of the school um, and there is a little bit of part of history there, but when it's different putting on the jersey, it's the different sense of responsibility. It's a different sense of pride. You want to, you get to really embrace like the culture and the, the drive that Filipinos have of like, we talk about defensive mindset. Every Filipino that I know is hardworking. We give our full effort. We give our all it's, we have a family mentality, right? Quinley talked about us being there for her. I know Jess moved out of, of a different position that she normally plays, but she, she did a hell of a job doing it. Um, and I think that mentality and being a part of that culture is what makes this team and being a part of this national team is a lot different than college. Because college, you kind of hear the buzz. You, you want to get the pro contract, but at this, that's, this point, it's we're representing our country. So you have to be much more selfless and much more aware of what the mission and the goal is outside of just yourself. 
Very well said, no? Coming from different backgrounds, different colleges. I know Quinny and Jessica can relate to this as well because they were stars of their football teams uh, in college as well. Yeah, maybe you, you want to add to that, uh, Jess and Quinley. Jess, uh, you, yeah, you want to add to that? Yeah, Jessica from UC Irvine and Quinley from UC Riverside. Yeah, just touching on what Dom said, it's just a different feeling of responsibility when you're not just representing a school and, you know, uh, you're representing something so much bigger than yourself. You're representing a whole country of people who look up to you, people that support you and watch you and that's what their main thing is um so every time we put on a jersey and we go out on the field it's just if you don't give anything more than what you have like it does it doesn't feel good so whenever we go out on the field we we literally give everything we have um to make the country proud and i think that's just a different feeling compared to putting on the the college jersey and suiting up and warming up with your your college friends so yeah I mean I think they said it all but I think also um just being with the national team like they said it's a different sense of pride you know like in college you know you're recruited into that environment but like being on the national team being Filipino we were all born Filipino it's part of us you know we were in the culture growing up with it and so it's just a different sense of pride and responsibility that we want to bring representing our country Right. Uh, I want to ask now no, for our listeners. Of course, uh, uh, the tournament, the qualifying tournament is done and looking forward to 2023. Uh, Dom, so what's next now? Uh, I know that you have three tournaments, but how tough, how crucial will those tournaments be in preparation for the World Cup? I think they're going to be very crucial. Um, I know Coach Allen... Um, and Coach Naz, they had a team meeting with us after we qualified and kind of, um, again, this is this is something new for us. And I think it's great that we have experienced coaches who really broke down what goes into it. How does the draw happen? What might a potential pool or group look like? Um, so I, I think one, it gave us a little bit of perspective. Um, and the other thing is we, there are some things that we want to improve on as a team. So each tournament, I think, in each camp, there are specific areas that I know that we're going to work on. And I think um, we were really fortunate to have a camp for about three months going into it, but it might not, now that um, some of us are returning to different clubs or trying to find different trainings, we might not have three months together before the World Cup. So each tournament it will be really crucial of how quickly can we find our groove and also just defending and showing the world that it wasn't a fluke we know how great we can be and now it's um can we continue to perform at a high level consistently um, and get the results that we need um and i think we're still looking um to play our best because i think our best is yet to come and we have a lot of potential to get um over that little hump that we have so i think each tournament is going to be really crucial with our preparation and then we'll see what happens in our preparation for the World Cup. So right now, I think we're all just we're all antsy. We're we're trying to. We're, I'm waiting by my phone to hear when I get to see everybody again. Um, but trying to be ready on our own as much as we can for that moment where they call us in and we can get ready for. I believe it's Sea Games first in May. I actually wanted to ask, I'm I'm sure that after the Women's Asian Cup, you guys all flew to wherever you had to go. So where is everyone right now? 
Uh, Jessica. Uh, I'm back home in California. So uh, I I was in Cyprus for the beginning leading up to the tournament, but decided to part ways with that club. So right now I'm just at home in California. Okay, Quinley? In Japan right now. Okay. Um, yeah, I have to isolate, I'm still quarantine. I have three more days, but yeah, I'm here with my club. Okay, and Sarina is also in Japan, right? Yes. Okay, and then Dom? Yes, I'm also in California, I'm back home. Um, currently taking a rest, trying to figure out what that training period <laughs> So trying to take as much rest as I can before we jump right back into everything. I, I do have to ask because obviously I did a deep dive uh, on your social media and your school pages and there were so many points that came up that were so interesting to me like Quinley, soccer, cross country, track. Uh, Jessica, you were in talks with several European clubs, Spain, Belgium, Iceland, Norway, you signed with a Danish club. Uh, you signed with Cyprus uh, with Cyprus Club, uh, Dom. I I love the, uh, the you had a post where you said uh, two bachelor's degrees, two master's degrees. Uh, there are so many different facets to each of your personalities, and then you all came together to play for the national team, and everything just worked. Um, what is it about you, about your backgrounds, and what made this team so successful? Because if there is one thing in common, it's that you guys just don't back down. You are, all of you, are so determined to do certain things, to accomplish certain things. But there are some teams, let's be real here, there are some teams that, you know, personalities just don't mesh. But you guys, accomplished something that no one had ever done in this country. So what made this set of personalities, this set of characteristics so successful when all of you were put together? Uh, maybe we can start with Jessica. I think a big thing on our team is no one puts themselves on like a higher pedestal than others. So we all treat each other equally and um, we all know we're all quality players and bring different things to the table. And we just try to incorporate everything. I, I'm not a defender, but I learned from Dom and how she plays. And, you know, I learned from Quinley and how she is able to score and do what she can on the field. So I think it's just taking different elements from the team and trying to incorporate that into our own playing style just makes us gel more as a team. And like I said, we all are on an equal playing field. We don't, no one's a superstar. No one's above anybody else on our team. And that really helps. Winley? Well, first off, I was going to say, you did your research on all of us. It's <laughs> impressive. Um, no, but Good like job. what Jess said, I think, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think adding on to what Jess said, it's just how we are as a person, like, I feel like all of us are very welcoming and very kind. So like Jess said, we, no one has an ego on this team. So we're all very welcoming of each other, Where whether it's a young one, you know, like the youngest one we have on our team or as Tane, the oldest one, um, 
they they would like hang out the most so I feel like just our personalities were very open to each other our team chemistry is like super good and then just our work ethic um our coaches asked what one of our strengths were as a team and I said that we're very coachable so we don't just bring that chemistry to each other we also bring it to the coaches as well and our staff Dom? I think um, Jackson Quinley stole my points. Um, <laughs> but I'll add something that is very unique of just being a part of so many different teams and playing with such a high caliber of players. This group is very, I feel like we're very humble. Like we know that we're good, but you would never like go and walk into a room and feel like any arrogance or cockiness. Like I think sometimes we downplay our like how good we are. And I think as a group, we instill confidence in each other. Um, we don't get upset when we're trying to correct and coach other people. Like if someone's struggling, you'll have three or four people sitting there trying to explain. We try to problem solve. Um, and I think just that cohesiveness and the willingness that we want to get better and we want the best for each other um, was really great. Like I tried out for the team. Like I wasn't even like in October, like they didn't even really know who I was. And I went to a tryout camp and even from day one, it was probably the most accepting environment and team that I've really been introduced to like jumping right into drills, people trying to explain it on the fly. We have like 30 seconds to get set and trying to learn everything and learn everybody's names um, it was a really great transition and experience. And I think that's what really sets us apart from other teams and why this team is so special, not only to me, but um, to each other. Once again, we'd like to thank uh, Dom, Quinley, and Jessica uh, for their time here and off the record. But before we let you go, just a little bit of a visual, a little bit of the light side. Jessica, have you already, at least personally, daydreamed? When you fast forward to 2023, when you step in the venue, the pitch, how do you imagine it's going to be like? Oh, I think I just get chills just thinking about it. Um, the atmosphere of everything. Um, I, I heard that there are a lot of Filipinos in Australia. So having support there from um, our country and obviously family and friends that are able to make it it'll make that moment even more special. And just, I think that first step onto the field, it's just unimaginable. And um, I can't wait to see what group we get in and who we play against first. And yeah. All right. So of course, when you guys were playing in high school and college, you were all dreaming of playing for international clubs you all had this vision of where uh, you wanted your career to go. And this is actually what uh, fascinated, interesting me uh, a lot. On the USC website, Dawn said she would like to travel to Paris, Rome, Greece, London, and Australia. Uh, Jessica Quinley also wanted to play for international clubs. Jessica, again, all, of, uh, all around Europe, teams wanted you. You signed with clubs. Quinley, 
Uh, you are, I believe, the first Filipino to play in the All Women Japanese League, and you are with JEF United Chiba. When you look back on that little girl wanting to just hang out with her friends, kick a ball, maybe beg the owner of the ball not to go home because he wanted to keep playing. And at the trajectory of your careers and where you guys are going, what you guys have accomplished. For all the younger ladies out there who are still figuring out if this is their path, if they can achieve what they want to do, what can you pick up from your past that you can share with aspiring football players today? Uh, we can start with Quinny. Um, you know, I think from my past, seeing where I am now, it's just, I know it's cliche, but it's like keep working hard towards what you want, even if you didn't know it's what you wanted. Like when I was still playing in club before college, like I didn't know that I was going to be with the national team. You know, some of my dreams that I had didn't even, I didn't even see them in my future. So I just think staying focused and working on, you know, being the best that you can be, whether in your sport, in your job, whatever you do, just keep being the best you can do, keep building as a person, and then it'll take you to where you want to go. And like for me, my journey, it had a lot to do with my faith. And so I think a lot of it has to do with God's plan for you. And, you know, if you just stick to what's true to you, um, you'll get to where you want to go. Jessica? I think just trusting in his plan um, and what he has in store for you, there's a lot that we can't control. Um, but just remembering that everything works out the way it's supposed to be in this position that I am today. You know, you always dream of going to the World Cup, the Olympics, you know, being a professional soccer player. But when it actually comes to life, it's just it still doesn't feel real to me. But, you know, we just have to keep going so that, um, like you said, the younger generations and those that look up to us can still have those dreams and still continue to do what they do so that they can get to where they want to go. Right. Dom? I'd say two things. Is one, dream big. Um, never let other people try to shrink down your ambitions or things that you want. I think over the course of my career, I think I've tried out for every team I've ever really been a part of besides college. Everybody was like, ah, you might not be good enough to make it. You might not make it, but you never know. Um, never be. Right. I went to a camp. I was 20, 26 at the time. The youngest person at the camp was like 12 years old in October. And I was like, what am I doing here? I, they're probably going to pick anyone. And then lo and behold, here I am. Um, so dream big. Um, and I think the other thing is, is don't compare your journey to anyone else's. Um, I think it's really easy, especially nowadays to get cut off in what everyone's doing and so-and-so has this offer or this person has these many views on their soccer video and these coaches aren't coming to see me, but everyone's journey um, is different and there's no correct way to get there. It's, it's your journey and it's your process. So if you keep comparing, if I kept comparing myself to Jess or to Quinley, I would have never gotten to where I got to. 
um, because every path and every challenge is made to um, help you get stronger for that journey. Like I said, I stepped away from soccer for about three years and I came back and, um, and again, it was a dream that I had. And I thought it was, I I was like, there's no way this is happening. And you kind of just wake up one day and you're like, you know what, I'm just going to jump for it. It doesn't matter what the journey looks like. It's, can you look at yourself at the end of the day and just believe that you gave everything that you have. And once I stopped trying to compare myself to other people and where I should be in life, um, I realized what my passion is and I decided to, to go for it. And I got here, right. And now it's the next journey we got to look forward to. And now you're going to Australia. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In God's perfect time. And God said, he said, it's going to be 2023 in Australia. Once again, congratulations to the Filipinas, of course, making it to the 2023 FIFA world cup. Dom, uh, I'll let you take this, please. If there's uh, the team, I uh, would like to thank anyone for your journey. You can give shout outs uh, to everybody who has helped you throughout this journey. Oh, man. Okay. There's a lot of people. But first, I'd like to thank God himself for uh, just making this possible and just reminding me to believe in myself and the gifts that he's given me. I'd like to thank my family, um, not only uh, my immediate family in the U.S., but my Filipino family. Um, not only in the U.S., but also in uh, Manila. I'd like to also thank um, the Federation for all the support. We know it was a lot of work um, having a three-month camp, as well as our manager, um, Jeff Chang. Um, But it's great to have people who really and truly believe in us um, and invest in um, what we're doing. And we saw with how much they invested that we didn't really have to worry about too much. Um, especially going into it, we really got to focus on training and soccer and, um, what our goal was. And it's really great. I'd like to thank my teammates and my coaches for welcoming me in. And then lastly, just to thank everyone who supported us in this journey. I think I was talking to, I think Olivia and Haley about the best part of winning was just seeing everyone else's reactions. Like I was like tearing up watching everybody because we were going crazy after Serena made her penalty kick but just to like watch other people and really be in it and just be so inspired by how much energy and how much love that they have and they don't really know us but we're all family um so just to have that and just it was a really cathartic moment of saying realizing that we did something bigger than ourselves and want to continue to do it so just like to thank everyone who's been a part of the journey, sending us um, well wishes and support. We know there's a lot of people out there. That's all for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Also want to give a shout out, of course, to Sedef Tupas. Of hey, course, Sedef. media officer for Philippine men's and women's national football teams. Sedef, maraming maraming salamat for all the work uh, that you have done for Philippine football. And of course, for helping us. Uh, set up this interview. So once again, Dominic Randall, Quinley Quesada, Jessica McLeod, just some of the members of the Philippine women's national football team, again, making it to the 2023 FIFA World Cup. Thank you guys for listening right here on Off the Record, powered by Podcast Network Asia. Once again, this is Migs. And Chaska. And once again, thank you to the Filipinas for joining us on our show. Thank you for everything you guys have done while representing flag and country. And we cannot wait for the future of football here in the Philippines 
inspired by what you guys have achieved. Thank you. Thank you, guys. See you and catch you guys in the next episode. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.